0: Welcome to The Confidence Code with Killian. Join us as we discuss all things health, fitness, nutrition, and mindset. From learning how to improve your confidence to creating a bulletproof mentality. Each episode, we'll share with you everything that you need on your journey of self-improvement. That's here, only on The Confidence Code.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to the Confidence Code podcast. This is episode six, and I am your host, Killian McCahie. And today I'm joined by Gavin Quinn. Gavin, how are you getting on? I'm not too bad. Thanks for having me on, Killian. Yeah, no worries at all. It's a pleasure to have you on board. Um so look, today we're gonna talk to Gavin a little bit about his journey to losing 30 kilo, which is absolutely phenomenal. Um, and in the short space of time that he done it as well. So I suppose, Gav, the first question that I have for yourself is you managed to lose 30 kilo. Um, what was the catalyst for yourself to make that change?
0: Um, I, I suppose it's a weird one because I never actually had a big catalyst like you know like an epiphany when I woke up one morning. It was kind of an amalgamation of a few things in my life uh, around the time around the, the end of last September, early October. I was I wasn't feeling very confident. You know what I mean. We were just out of uh, a summer after lockdown, and you know everybody enjoyed themselves. I'd gained a little bit of weight. wasn't just wasn't feeling comfortable. You know, in my own skin. Um, and then I hit the scales one morning at uh, I think it was the start of October and I was about 108 kilos so about 70 in stone and uh, I think that's probably one of one of the things that hit me the most and I was like I think I think I'm going on a on a downward scale here with um with another lockdown on the way at the start of October and then as we know like we actually end up having seven months worth of a lockdown so I thought i pr- I should probably try and make a big as big of a change as I can heading in, heading into Christmas because you know, you never, you never know what could happen in those seven months. Um, and yeah, that's, that's kind of what, what drove me. There was, there was just a kind of amalgamation of a few things. I had a couple of friends who had, um, who had lost some weight over the summer. And like, it was, I was kind of inspired by them mm-hmm. and the journeys that they went on. And they were and, like, whenever I talked to them, they were also, they gave me as much information as they could on how they did it, uh, kind of what worked for them. And I think I just took a couple of kind of different factors and tried my best to put it, kind of put it into place for myself. Yeah, no, it it
1: makes sense. And like, I think a big thing for a lot of people is the confidence aspect. Like I know when I talk to a lot of say, clients or even say potential clients, uh, you know, confidence is the biggest thing, like not being comfortable getting in a photo or making excuses to go out or putting on say a dress and it's just not feeling right or a pair of jeans or or whatever it may be. So um, you probably agree that confidence is probably one of the driving factors as such.
0: Yeah, I think I think it really is confidence because um, when I was sixteen or seventeen, you know, when I was still in school, I was actually in decent nick. You know, I was playing game of football and hurling, uh, and then college hit the leave insert hit, and uh, I gave up the sports. And as time goes on, then I kind of slowly gained a bit of weight, and just confidence kind of seeps out. It's, it's not you don't wake up one morning and it's all gone. You know, it's just it's a slow process until you kind of realize. And then when and then when that confidence is down and you want to make a change, it can be quite intimidating to. Um, to walk into a gym for the first time, or to um, or to contact a personal trainer because you, you almost feel like you can't do it, and yeah, uh, yeah I've, I found out that it's it's tough, but it's it's definitely not the case, you know. Mm. I think as well, like like you said, like it isn't the case of you wake
1: up overnight and you're like I've lost all confidence. I think it is. It's an accumulation of say weeks, months, or years, yeah. and I think subconsciously you learn to deal with it for a certain period of time, and then it just builds up so much that it just gets quite overwhelming and like you mentioned it can be an intimidating thing say reaching out for help or going to a gym because that's when you're at your most vulnerable your most weakest or lowest point is is when you kind of have that realization of okay well this has been accumulated over weeks months or years um so it is it's quite a tough thing and you know i'd often see it quite a lot with a lot of people where they initially reach out and then they mightn't reply or they mightn't show up to a call or and it's not a case of you know they're they're ignoring you or anything like that it's it's genuine fear and they're just afraid of you know fear of maybe failure or, or not being able to achieve it so i can completely resonate with what you're saying you know it, it's a it's a big change to to make like it's a complete lifestyle change you know
0: yeah well like i i personally know i didn't reach out to a personal trainer when i when i decided to make a change and start my journey but um i would have i would have been afraid to you know i didn't want to waste this person's time in case you know i've, I've tried to make small change i've tried every kind of kind of fad diet and method to try and lose a bit of weight over the years everything from keto diets to uh very low fat diets uh, ridiculous calorie deficits and maybe over exercise with a calorie deficit which which also can just run you into a wall and they all last a week or two so when i was starting the journey i was i was almost afraid to um to reach out to anyone i wanted to do it by myself because then the only person i could let down is myself and that was because of confidence really because I didn't feel like I well, I didn't feel like I could maybe you know see it through. But um, yeah. I suppose just to start on how I did do it, I just I woke up I woke up on a uh, morning I, I know the date it's the fourth of October uh, twenty twenty. Uh, it was about a week or two before we went into lockdown. I woke up and I said right, I'm going to try and make a change. But um, yeah, I didn't initially reach out for the first couple of days. I said I said I wanted to change my diet. I feel like I feel like my diet was the big problem. Mm. So um. Instead of trying to cut out everything, trying to cut out sweets, crisps, because um, I didn't want to go cold turkey, I decided, so I'll um, I'll try and hit two thousand kind of calories for the day, and just get the diet sorted for a week or two. Um, I kept my snacks in between lunch or dinner. Um, I didn't change too much. I just kind of cut out if my if say if my mom was cooking a bit of um, with chips with a chicken curry or something, I just wouldn't have the chips. Yeah, and uh, roughly kept to two thousand. I wasn't like counting every single calorie, but I I knew. I knew at the end of each day whether I'd hit it kind of rough, like, or not, and uh, then I could then I could take on the next day, and I just took a kind of day-by-day day for the first week or two, and then kind of let it snowball from there.
1: I love that approach because a lot of people, I think, like you said, you didn't want to go cold turkey, and I think everyone has this idea of when they want to make that change or when they want to lose weight, that it's, it's an all-in-or-nothing approach, and it's kind mm-hmm. of like I'll always say to clients, you have to build a foundation, before you can build a house. And it's the same thing, you know, you have to have a look at your diet and say, okay, well let's see where I'm eating a little bit too much or what I'm not eating enough of. And okay, well, what if I reduce it a small bit? I don't have to cut it out. Like you said, you'd still have your snacks but you might reduce it a small bit and then add in maybe something different um, and just it's the simple changes you know initially starting off anyways it's the simple changes that make all the difference like you said there if you're having curry and chips you might take out the chips and put in like a side serving of a veg or something like that um, and it's such a simple change because I know so many people will get caught up with calories and calorie counting and yes calories are an effective tool and we're going to talk about that later on and you know they, they are a great way to measure but if you're someone starting out with no clue whatsoever you can lose weight without counting your calories it's just a little bit of portion awareness you know
0: it's uh it's portion awareness but it's also a kind of lifestyle people think that it's just diet but um oftentimes you're like how you can do it can be dictated by your lifestyle what kind of job you work do you work a nine to five do you work kind of crazy hours i work a little bit different some days it's nine to five other days it can be three till eleven so i tried to use that to my advantage if um if i was working three till eleven i knew that i can have a breakfast when i wake up around nine or ten i'd always i always like to eat around then so that I could, so that my body knew after a week or two that I'll be having my lunch around one or two as well. And, uh, yeah, I just tried to stick to the rough, rough amount of calories, but I, I, I never got myself down if I hit 2200 or, you know, 300 or something, I still had my takeaway on a, on a Friday evening that I've, that I've always had. Mm. And, um, yeah, it was just, um, it was just about kind of getting three meals a day and, kind of just bringing bringing in a bit of balance to what i was eating instead of just eating uncontrollably yeah um and yeah. then and then after two weeks i started to kind of i started to kind of focus on what kind of snacks i'm having can i have lower calorie snacks which then frees up some more calories for me to have for my dinners and for my lunches so that i'm not as hungry yeah. and um yeah it's it's kind of like a slow process and you ca- it's, it's good to do it in steps as well especially if you're not comfortable trying to cut everything out well i don't think you should anyway, personally. Mm. Um, and then after two or three weeks, I also brought in some exercise other than my usual walking and stuff. But I tried to bring in some cycling, which I which I just found helped me. It doesn't help everybody. But um for me, for me, it was a great way to just get a little bit active um try and add a little bit to my deficit without running myself into a wall as well, you know.
1: Mm. yeah like uh, i'm just going to go back on your point with the nutrition and it's it's it really does it depends like someone will come to me and will say should i eat this should i eat that or this calories or that calories and it, it or what meal is a breakfast lunch dinner and it's like well what's your lifestyle you know what hours do you work do you have kids do you have a family are you looking after someone you know there's so many other questions that you have to ask and it really does come down to like i don't particularly like the word diet because diets die that's that's what i'll always say but it's creating a nutritional relationship with your food that's a a positive one and fits your lifestyle and it's sustainable so i I like your approach on that one there for sure um so another kind of this will lead me into kind of our next question anyways you got big into the cycling yeah so and you know obviously a lot of people will think you know, it has to be, say, weight. They have to go to the gym straight away. And mm. don't get me wrong, I'm a massive promoter of, of weightlifting and, and going to the gym. There's so many benefits to it. But when it does come to weight loss, you know, getting active is a really important aspect. And it doesn't just have to be the gym. So you took up cycling. So talk to me a little bit about that and how you found that.
0: Oh, yeah. Like you said, the bottom line is just getting active, really. It can be anything. It can be walking. Mm. You know, I mean, if, you, if you love to walk, then just go walking. It's It's that simple um yeah I got I got real into the cycling I've always kind of liked cycling anyway just to watch as a sport I never liked cycling home from school and stuff because it's tough any any bit of uphill or you know wind (laughs) into the face it's it's rough yeah and um yeah the first two or three I just went out. um I I just wanted to maybe just throw a couple of hundred calories into the deficit and um just feel like I achieved a little bit more that day and as the weeks went on I started to get really into it you know I started to go 10 kilometers 15 kilometers 20 i remember when i hit 20 for the first time i was i was really happy with myself and um yeah it just kept going up and up and before you knew it i was um i was approaching christmas and i was initially taking a week by week i didn't have a set weight i wanted to lose or anything but i said i said after a couple of weeks i'll try and lose two stone by christmas and i think i'd say about 10 days before christmas i hit that and yeah. kept and kept pushing just to throw a couple of pounds on, so I could enjoy Christmas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because uh, I, I did say to myself as well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hold back over Christmas. You know, I'll have, I'll have a Christmas dinner. I'll have the crisps, whatever, whatever you want. Um, because I've earned it. And it's it's important also to treat yourself. Really, you can't you can't be too strict on yourself. Um, but yeah, the cyclone was, I think, a big part of that. I when I, when I got a kick out of it as well as the exercise was when it really kind of clicked for me. I think. Mm, um and approaching christmas then i i invested in like a newer bike and some and some gear and uh then i knew that after christmas it was gonna it was gonna kind of take flight a little bit more too
1: yeah and like that's one of the things is you know do an activity you enjoy because like you said you'll get into it more and more and you end up doing technically it's like killing two birds with one stone because you're doing more exercise but it's because you're enjoying it you know it's like me and the boys doing the surfing you know like we fucking love it but like it that burns a fair amount of calories you know so oh i know
0: (laughs) yeah i went went surfing with uh with killian last year before before i tried to lose lose any weight and my arms were killing me after a couple (laughs) of hours we had good fun although it was a rough day that day it was (laughs) but just
1: going back on the cycling so i suppose like you said that you, you got you know bigger into it there was there was more distance being covered you, you bought a new bike you've got new equipment you know you done a, a massive cycle then only a few weeks back for a charity you know mm-hmm. talk to me a little bit about that and your approach to it and i suppose the, the biggest kind of question here would be you know initially you started off your journey for weight loss now we're getting into a stage of okay well this is a massive massive cycle i'm i'm not particularly training for weight loss here like yeah. we still want to initially you were still on a roll you wanted to have that end goal of you know that, that that weight loss there but we still have to take in some considerations like energy availability and things so yeah talk to me how you manage that
0: uh just, well actually funny enough just before that i got real into the cycling and then after christmas i i moved to i moved to kerry down south of the island where I have lakes and mountains to my heart's content. So um, that's where I I think I had lost about three stone by then. So about 20 kilos. And I went to Kerry. I moved with some friends. One of my friends really good as well. He's um, he gave me a lot of tips when I was initially starting those couple of weeks. Um, And I started to really focus on what kind of foods I'm putting in. I started to look at um, I started to look at. You know, lowering my fats on certain days just roughly now not no, nothing knows numbers or anything like that but um yeah. i started to look at my my carbs intake what kind of carbs i'm putting in and um and also protein as well so when i start going on these bigger cycles up mountains and stuff i found i accidentally lost another 10 kilos okay. with, without realizing you know because i was there for three months and i came and then i came home and i weighed myself and i realized i'd lost another 10 kilos but that was plainly because of the hard work I was putting in, and I was really starting to enjoy the cycling, and I was able to go up mountains then. And um, to get back to your question, is when I came back. It's when I, in the weeks after I came back, I decided to take on a charity cycle, which was from Dublin to Sligo, about two hundred sixty, or sorry, Sligo to Dublin, about two hundred sixty kilometers over two days. So it's it's hard work. Um, and it's hard it work was, in a car, never mind a bike. <laughs> it's hard work in a car, never mind a bike. And it was just, it was just this kind of whole idea of going from one coast of Ireland to the other. And I was like, that will that would be incredible to um to say that I could do that. To think like after eight nine months ago, I couldn't I couldn't even cycle around my my hometown of Kandak without getting tired, you know. Yeah. Um. But then I had I got back from Kerry and I'd reached a weight of about seventy eight seventy seven kg, and um I kind of realized that I I'm kind of close to my base weight of yeah. you know I don't really want to go too much lower because then I'm I'm bored and I'm getting a little bit too thin not, and i wanted to focus on performance i wanted to see how, how much i could push myself how i can prepare for this cycle and uh, that's when i that's when i reach out to to yourself to um mm. to see if i can you know optimize my performance improve my numbers and um and then it's and then it just start you start focusing on uh cycling days the the balance of your macros your what carbohydrates you're putting in, what protein you're putting in, and like keeping your fats low on certain exercise days, but then also on other days you need to, you need to up those levels too.
1: Yeah, yeah, like it, you know, and I love the the point of you know there's always going to be an initial cutoff point of you know going overboard like you went from one scale of say being say um can we just take into consideration 108 down to 78 kilo is a massive achievement so well done on that front um and it's also yeah it was a fantastic fantastic result but you also had the awareness of saying okay i'm kind of at my baseline now it's the goal is swapping it's like the goal is never going to be weight loss for the rest of your life you know it, yeah. it will change at some stage and now for you it's more so increasing performance and that's an, exactly what we did. And we, you know, like you said, we kind of balance out your, your macros a little bit. We focus more on, you know, say, carbohydrate intake on the higher cycling days and looking at getting protein in for recovery, just different things like that. I suppose we could do a whole podcast on that, you know. You could, uh, but But um, no, like, I love how you, you started training for, for performance. And if there is anyone who is, into their sports and looking to lose weight that is a big kind of thing that we have to you have to get back balanced correctly or correctly balanced is that yes you may have that goal of weight loss but you also have to balance your performance because you don't want the weight loss to you know, hinder your performance as such. So, you know, you should always have a look at times of when is it optimal for you to lose weight, you know, off seasons as yep. such compared to in seasons. Um, and then even if you need to, say, lose weight while you're in season, it's about doing it at a very sustainable approach without performance being hindered. So, yeah, I love love your approach. And how did you get on with the, the
0: cycle in the end? Uh, yeah, it actually went great. I was so nervous in the weeks before, but I put in so much hard work over that summer. I, I essentially give myself around an eight week training camp and the first couple of weeks i just built up um a little bit of kind of stamina in my legs a little bit a little bit of just being able to take on difficult climbs uh putting some like kind of high intensity efforts but then on the last couple of weeks i started to look at my um my gas tank to try and increase my my range and like because each day i'd be doing 140 130 kilometers so i tried oh. to get it i tried to get my training rides up to 70 80 90 almost 100 kilometers so that i so that I felt like I was prepared and uh yeah, Psycho went great. I was um I was very much prepared for it. Um I was surprised by how you know how, how well I performed that I did think I would struggle at times, but um I was as comfortable as you can be doing 130 kilometers across Ireland in, in the in the lashing rain, I might add, from <laughs> Sligo. Um Sligo might be a great town for you, but for me it's just pure misery. <laughs> um there's always rain here. <laughs> yeah, it was um it was biblical the rain, I'll say um no but it it was great it was very enjoyable experience um i loved it i got i got to raise an awful lot of money for charity as well so um yeah it was uh, i was i was very happy with it i was very happy with the work i'd done in the summer because um you know when you're training you're doing 70 80 kilometer 90 kilometer rides you're burning two, three thousand calories and then when when you do them kind of efforts you need to um you need to be really thinking about your your refuel yeah because um like, like I said, it's very easy just to, like, just eat your two 3,000 for the day then. And then you're losing weight then. You're going you're gonna to lose some of your performance. You're not going to recover the way the way you should. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I was very happy that I was able to – I think I got down to 76, 75 and a half maybe kilos before the cycle, which I was very happy with. Um, I felt like I was in optimal shape. And uh, then you said, like, in the off-season, kind of maintaining whatever kind of fitness you want – I found in a couple of weeks after the cycle, I let loose a little bit, but I um I still kept up those exercises. I, I actually changed my focus to mountains and I started doing an awful lot of climbing, which you need to be a little bit lighter for, you know, so like even at 78 kg I, or 76 kg I felt quite heavy in the mountains, yeah. but that's also because I'm not a small guy, you know, I'm not, I'm not five foot five or anything like that. Whereas if you're, if you want to go climbing up the mountains, you're kind of suited to be a smaller guy yeah
1: yeah and that's a, a, an important part that you just brought up is and it, this kind of goes into all sports as well in particular when you have a certain goal and when you reach it, it you know there there will be a, a stage especially if you've been dieting a lot quote unquote you know it's it, if you've had a say a certain nutritional goal or you've been adhering to kind of a, a nutrition um goal as such you know once you hit that that achievements, it's very you know, the next day just trying to um maintain it as best as possible for the for the the client or for the person because you know all of a sudden something you've been working so hard for has just been finished and it's kind of a case of of what next. So it's it's managing the kind of the reverse phase as such nearly trying to get you back into that normal maintenance phase and and then you know focusing on your goal of whatever it is you want to achieve. So like yourself, you know, like you said yourself there it's a few weeks of of having fun, you know, it's a case of trying to manage that as best as possible and then you said okay well i'm going to go into more hill-based activity i need to be a little bit lighter okay well now we need to focus on losing a small bit more weight again you know so there is there's always a a fine balance with everything you know so and and speaking of the socializing you know how did you manage to balance that with the training to the lead up to the cycle
0: oh it's so hard isn't it it's um it's hard to say no to um to meeting up with friends or even going for a nice meal in a restaurant um it's almost impossible to say no and sometimes i'm i'm very bad for you know fear of missing out a bit of FOMO and i would say yes but i think it's just it's about finding the balance you know if, if if you're comfortable with going out on a friday saturday night then you make sure that you you eat well monday to thursday or sunday to thursday and then you you're you're comfortable you've allowed yourself to go out um i don't mind indulging in a in a couple of pints i'd i'd be out on the bike the next day and uh, my whole goal for that one would be to to burn off the the pints of Guinness or whatever I've had. Um, yeah, it, it's tough, but once you once you're hitting your three, four, like it depends on what kind of what kind of workouts you do. Um, if you're a runner, you want to be you know you want to be going out two or three times a week, or I I couldn't tell you. But um, I w- I found that once I was doing my once I was on track with my training, I would allow myself my couple of pints. You know, I'm not I'm not a high, I'm not a high performance athlete or anything. You know, I'm not mm. a professional a professional so. Um, it's not as difficult as you would think, but it's still you still can't go overboard. You know, I wouldn't be going out four times a week and uh just training to make up for that. I said so I still would go out and like make up for it, but I, I always made sure that I was still improving at the same time. I even found in a couple of weeks after my cycle, I like after my charity cycle, I was um I was up in the hills. I was indulging myself a little bit with like going out with some friends, but I was still breaking my personal bests on certain climbs and certain sections. I was putting out better power than I ever had. That was also because I was I was still eating very well. I was still in that kind of mindset from my training. So um, I was kind of reaping the rewards of the couple of weeks and months that I had put in before, as well as being able to enjoy myself. So I, so I guess my message for that would be if you're, if you're putting in the hard work, and you're keeping that kind of social life balanced it won't hinder your progress once you're once you're putting the right things into your body alongside the the couple of bad things as well you know
1: yeah yeah and i do know there's uh, you know you you mentioned it there like having a balance without going overboard there's a fine line between balance and taking the piss you know um and i think you know You would know anyways. my approach with all my clients would be, you know, flexibility, sustainability and results. And, you know, if I have a client who loves to go out on the weekends, if Saturday's their thing where they go out for dinner or drinks or whatnot, it's a case of, okay, cool, let's cycle your calories a little bit. You know, we'll have a look at working hard. Like you said, Monday to Friday, enjoy your Saturday and it's back on track then after that. And it's kind of that like, you know, hard work reward scenario situation. But there's, you know, a fine line there as well of, okay, I'm working really hard Monday, Thursday, but then taking the piss Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you're not going to, let's say, achieve it, you know? So it's it's definitely a case of, you know, sustainability and balance, massive, you know, that's that's what we want, but also a little bit of discipline, which is what you did essentially, you know? So it, it works it works really well and I'm kind of glad you, you you said that balance, but not overboard, uh, because it's, it's a nice one to bring in. And I suppose then you were recently on holiday in Greece, so... Yeah. That was my last question. Well, my second last question for you was um, you know, how did you manage to maintain or not go overboard when you were there? You know, because it's a holiday. At the end of the day, you're going yeah. to enjoy yourself. Um, but at the same time, you you know, you don't want to let's say overly indulge every single night of the week. So no. what did you might, what, what what did you do to to change that?
0: Um you kind of answered your own question in the question when you said discipline. Discipline is is what keeps you on track. Most of the time, you know, when like when you have your inspired moments where you want to, you know, like head on your journey and lose some weight, motivation and inspiration, it does disappear. You do wake up some mornings where you don't want you don't want to get up and have your, you know, your bowl of oats and your fruit. You want to get up and you want to have a fry. Mm-hmm. And my answer to that would be discipline, because, you know, you know, in the bottom, like, you know, at the, in the back of your mind that this that this is not what you should do. And in somewhere like where I was on holidays for an extended period, I was I was working abroad. I am um, the, the you know, the temptations are there to have lovely, you know, Greek food. Um, it's there to have a couple of beers any day of the week you wanted. Um, but my answer to that was it was a bit of discipline. I, kn- I knew that if I if I went out on a Saturday that I probably shouldn't on the Sunday and I should probably just take it easy on the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, in terms of exercise and what kind of di- like what kind of what my diet was like, it was it was a very weird one in Greece. I had the most basic of accommodations. I had an apartment with two gas cookers, one of them was incinerate and the other one was slow cook, and uh, a sink. I had no kettle, no microwave, no none of that. So I had to kind of I went back to very basic my very basic diet, which would be making sure I have good sources of carbs between rice pasta spaghetti stuff like that and then whatever kind of vegetables i could find in the shop um if i could if i got lucky and there was some good meat in the deli um very basic stuff but um i knew once i was putting some good like a good amount of vegetables and a measured amount of kind of carbs each day for say lunch or dinner i was on the kind of right track and i had my like a nice breakfast with some i I actually kind of like cereal i know i know it's very basic but i love having cereal in the morning i'll have wheatabix or oats or even just any kind of cereal like shreddies mm. and stuff so i feel like it gets me off to a good start so i always made sure i had that for breakfast every day yeah and uh once i once i kind of started like that i was like right i'll have a nice lunch and then i could do a not. i could do what i wanted but i could i could enjoy it if i have two or three beers that day you know if i, if I was going on a day day trip across the island i'm probably going to get a beer alongside lunch so um it's important to control what you can control if you're, if you have your own, you know, your own means to cook. Yeah. Because you can't necessarily control what, um, what kind of stuff you get in restaurants or cafes. And, mm. and um, yeah, like I, I took advantage of the fact that there's hills everywhere. So my, my accommodation was up a big hill. So if I was going to go to supermarkets, like a 15 minute walk, I could ask for a lift from my host downstairs. She was, she was very nice. She was always offering lunches and stuff. It was great um all kinds of stuff i, I ate a lot of seafood and um, shrimps um what else i eat i got like the you Greek know stuff, moussaka, the stuff. moussaka she was she was she was, a, she was a brilliant cook um so um that created a little bit, little bit of a balance too between my um my student lunches that i was having <laughs> um, and like
1: that's you know I, I love what you said there like say you're going on a, a seven-day holiday it's you're if you do the dog on it you do the dog on it it's seven days it's you can get over that fairly quick but for yourself like how long in total were you over in greece for it was, prolonged. was, it was you.
0: over like just over a month but i was only about four four weeks and maybe a couple of days on on an island the island was Leros, by the way beautiful island if, yep. if anybody's this nice um, little plug in there for them <laughs> yeah um yeah, it's it's see that's it like when the first week I found like the first couple of days from when I left Ireland I was I was happy out you know I was doing what everyone else would do on a, on a week's holiday I was you know I was drinking plenty of beer I was eating out all the time and once I got to the island I was thinking right I should probably settle down a bit and that's when the that's when I tried to control what I could control in a very limited capacity but um when you can't control a lot I feel like even if you're on holidays for a week if a shop is 15 minutes away don't get a taxi or you know walk um I I'll be the first to admit that I'm actually quite lazy when it comes to workouts as well I love my cycling but I'm very lazy when it comes to to workouts and stuff like that so over there I did my best to um to do that when I had some spare time I'll you know do some push-ups do sit-ups whatever I can planks crunches you name it and just walking everywhere I had I rented a bike one or two days to go up just go kind of visit, view the island and so like when when you're on like when you're in a situation like that try and control what you can't control you know
1: control the controllables yeah and and that's literally what it is you know and you know say even with august august was a funny one for well from most coaches anyways because it was a case of it always is a lot it's quiet a lot of people are away on holidays vacations you know uh, communions events whatever it may be and more so this year because the country was about reopening to some extent so a lot of people were making the most of it you know so for for a lot of my clients they were saying oh what do i do i can't count calories in the hotel or x y and z i'm like it's cool just control the controllables like if you can get out for a quick walk do it if you can like if you're out exploring ireland with your staycation great that means more steps you know um if you're eating in the hotel all week it might be a case of you know one of the days having a side serving of veg with your your meal it's it's the simple things and and the simple things work so that's what you know if there was anyone listening to this podcast i think that the kind of the biggest message to get out of it is that you know simple works it's not sexy but it works
0: it does um i always found like even like for the first uh, 7 months was where i got the bulk of the the 30 kilos you know off me and there was there was never any real days where i was counting to the to the tens of calories you know what i mean i was just controlling what i could i could keep it simple and one of the things i would say to a few people who've reached out about um about what to do to get started is i'd say focus on what you can have don't focus on what you can't have you know a lot of people when they try and lose a bit of weight they'll uh they'll still have like say a big bar of chocolate with a cup of tea and they're only focusing or sorry a small little piece of chocolate with their cup of tea and they're only focusing they can have this tiny little piece because it's it's high in calories dense in calories whereas if you you know if you focus on what you can have you can have almost like a bigger kind of cereal bar or nut bar or something like that and that's you feel better because it's it's bigger you know you're eating more Mm. um so i always like if you um if you're cutting out or sorry if you're saving to have a, a dinner with chips in it or something you could like that's gonna take up a lot of your calories that you're allowing yourself for the day i fill it with veg and then you can you you have a full bowl or you have a full plate yeah so um i always focus on what i can have and what i can't have that's why i used i loved i love just throwing all kinds of veg in my lunches because i could i could have massive big bowls and still be so low in calories and you feel so full and you just feel, you feel like you're on the right track then, you know what I mean? Rather than have like giving yourself a little ration piece of chocolate or a, a, a tiny little bit of chips in the corner, you know, it's um, it's, def- it's definitely to focus on what you can have and what not what you can't because then it improves your morale anyway as well. Oh, big time!
1: And like, like what you're saying there, you know, that it's kind of like volume eating. You're you're making or creating massive volumes for low calories. And th- I suppose why veg works so well is because most of it is really low cal. And you can get so like I know so many people have a gripe with veg, like I don't like it. And I, you know, it probably comes from being a child and automatically saying it. Yeah. But you can make lovely dishes. Like you can roast your veg, add a bit of olive oil, yeah. some season spices, and create a really nice meal. And then, like you said, you can allocate a certain amount of calories. Whether you're you're tracking or not, you will allocate a certain amount of calories to you know your 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 snacks that you enjoy, or let's say your treat food that you enjoy, um. And it's definitely it's a great approach. You know, don't you don't have to go cold turkey. You don't have to exclude foods or like bad foods, good foods. Stop labeling foods like that. You know, some foods have a little more calories in them, or mightn't be as nutrient dense for you compared to others. You know, and it's finding that fine line of you know that balance and enjoying yourself as well in the process.
0: You can improve your relationship with food you know you can get creative like i I found the last year i've got i've started to like cooking a little bit more you know i've started to get a little bit more creative with my dishes i eat different foods that i never used to you know i used to be very fussy yeah used to get a burger and just get um just get tomato sauce and you know no nothing else and uh, (laughs) so um now now i can now now i can just go to restaurant not worry and just get whatever almost whatever i want i had calamari for the first time um last week lovely how did you find it (laughs) i was gorgeous in the fanciest fish restaurant on the island so um it was very nice
1: you know that that's it like it's a a lot of people there it comes down to social media you know and don't get me wrong i love social media because half or three-quarters of my job is on social media and you know promoting the business and whatnot but at the same time you see some really bullshit advice being put out there and i think so many people have been nearly warped or brainwashed into believing that there's such a thing as good or bad foods or cutting out um you know a whole macronutrient like carbs or going doing the carnivore diet and all this crap and it's it's honestly a load of horseshit you know it's just trying to find a balance and creating that good relationship with your food but also being a little bit more aware and you know it's with when someone say will come in with me they'll only get a a one plan to start off with say a nutrition plan starting off with Mm. i I don't like plans because people just automatically follow them they become restrictive after that month is done it's a case of okay let's start building that diet for you let's see what you like to do let's see what foods you might want to try let's get creative let's start making new meals Uh, you know it's it's creating that relationship with your food as opposed Mm. to just following a plan 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 and then the minute the plan gets taken away from you uh, what do i do you know and so love that approach and i love how you've started to love cooking as well
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i know that all personal trainers they're like they love cooking probably more than they do the training. like you know that's it's it comes with the job and um yeah I, i like i like to say there about the fad diets like there's everything under the sun you'll hear it everywhere um i have some friends who are mad for stuff like keto diets and it will work but then it drops off and then like you know it's one of them you can lose a stone maybe quickly but you'll you'll just hop back on and put it back on maybe you know or you won't yeah. be able to continue. Uh, one of the things I did try and do when I first set out was, I think I'd heard it from yourself, actually, just subconsciously in the months or whatever before, is sustainability. When I woke up on day one, I said, I want to, I want to be able to do this not only on day one, but on day 100. Yeah. I wasn't thinking I'd get to maybe day 100, but like if I, I wanted to not push myself too much, you know, I wanted to be able to do the same thing on day one like, and be able to do it in 100, 1000 even, kind of days and um once you create a stay- sustainable plan for yourself there's like with a bit of with a bit of a uh, discipline it's it's very possible like i guess one of my messages would be it ain't easy it ain't easy to lose five kilos it ain't easy to lose 10 kilos whatever but it it it's a lot easier than people think yeah if you if you can break it down you can you can make it as simple as possible it doesn't have to be this huge mountain I didn't set out to lose thirty kilos. I, I set out just to get going, and then after a while, I said maybe maybe two stones. So that's about fourteen kilos, and then it, it snowballs. You know what I mean. Find pa- you find a passion for you find a passion for food. You find a passion for cooking. Whatever your chosen sport is, it's um, it's one of them can just take shape. Like you said, you t- you let it take shape after a couple of weeks, where you can build a relationship with food, then or build a relationship with whatever that lifestyle is. Yeah. So. Yeah, like
1: it's a lot of people focus on that end weight loss goal or that number or that ideal weight. And you shouldn't be doing that for you shouldn't be doing your your weight loss goal for that. It's it's a lifestyle change. And like you said, it's not looking at just day one. It's also looking at day 100, day 1000 six years down the line eight years down the line that you know that it's a lifestyle change so i think the biggest thing we could you could also take from this podcast here what you're saying is you know don't just focus on the start or you know that end of what you want to look like or physique wise anything like that look at your whole life look at how much this is going to impact it in a positive way and try to implement those lifestyle changes
0: yeah totally i 100 percent agree i think that's a great message to uh (laughs) <laughs> summarize the whole thing you know
1: summarize it all in one go so gav just before we finish up on the podcast um because I, I think we could talk for ages and ages and ages we could. Um, <laughs> i've always asked everyone either an interesting fact about themselves or a quote that they love so
0: do you want to give one or the other or both what's yours i can give you an interesting fact and you're definitely not going to like it but some people listen might like it um i I lost 30 kg and got into the best shape of my life i feel confident in my own skin without stepping foot in a gym there we go not at all you don't need there's there's no following there's no rule you need to follow you just find what works for you
1: yeah and and that's it and i think we can always go back to it like you know i'm a massive preacher of the gym but you can do weight loss without having to step in a gym too so absolutely love it love that
0: i gotta put killian out of the job now (laughs) <laughs> yeah, once this podcast is finished now, I'm going to be bollocking <laughs> No,
1: But it, it, Gavin has such a, a, a massive point there. And I think, you know, one of the biggest factors you can look at is the nutrition side of things as well and, and taking kind of some notes and some pointers from that because it has a massive role in what you do, you know so but gavin look it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on board and thank you so much for for hopping on board i'm sure there's so many people out there who've taken loads and loads of notes from that so i suppose we're going to leave it there and thank you so much for everything and the chat too thanks for having me Killen. no worries